Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Ed Herman. Ed is a managing partner of Brown and Crouppen Law Firm, who is an Emmy Award winner for his authentic and relatable videos. Hi, Ed. Good to meet you. Good you have you. such fun videos. Oh my gosh, tell me where this all started and came from. You know, it was crazy because of course we're a law firm. I, right. Most people, if you're in St. Louis, you probably have heard of Brown and Crouppen. And we wanted to start getting involved in, in social media and, and reaching out to the people and connecting with people in a different way. And what we realized was that if you don't need a lawyer today, you really don't want to hear about a lawyer law. and, yeah, and right. the law. Exactly. I mean, why would you? It's right. like going to class. Right. You know, right. Right. Nobody chooses to go to class. So we looked at, well, what do people want to see on, on, on the internet? And what they really are, are drawn to are people who are being their authentic selves, who are being passionate about anything, whether they're doing a, a cooking show, we latch on to their passion, or any of the other hobby shows. We just get curious, and we have a little bit of voyeur in us. So we thought, well, what can we serve up you know, to the, the public that they might actually connect with or be interested in? And through the course of a lot of different ideas, um, I just was a guy who had a lot of different topics with a lot of different things to say on them. And they kind of uh, are, fall somewhere between philosophy, anger, and comedy. I don't really know. <laughs> it just depends. Their rants. It's authentic. Yeah, their rants. <laughs> but but like most rants, there's there's always an element of of, of humor in there if you really think about it. Because right. I mean, we're all going to die, so why are we getting so upset about anything? Right? It's going to happen. Right. You know, it's going to happen. So, and that's basically how it started. And and uh, at first, I was going to do them just sort of analyzing movies and, and tearing apart legalities and stuff like that, because that's kind of fun. <laughs> right. But then I did one on cereal uh, and had a mixed cereal. It was just something <laughs> I was passionate about. I've been doing it since I was a kid. And that video just phew, took off. It really connected with people of all ages. You know, kids love cereal. And for people of my generation and Gen X, like, it's a very much a part of our upbringing. Absolutely. We were the first generation where both of our parents were working. We prepared a lot of meals for ourselves, and generally we prepared cereal because that's, that's what a kid can, you know, can eat. So, <laughs> and, you know, kids are natural experimenters. So mm -hmm. you start running low on one, and you're forced to mix it with another. And then before you know it, you're like, well, that's, that's I think I'm on to something here. <laughs> and we were like little inventors, right, as, mm -hmm. as kids. So when that video took off, then I was like, I felt confident to say, you know what? I'm just going to talk about whatever it is that I feel like I have something to say on. And we'll find out if the public agrees or doesn't agree. And I wound up covering a wide variety of topics from airplanes and elevators and bathrooms, which is my favorite of all of my videos, <laughs> and, and just all sorts of different things. And, you know, people really seem to like it. And they got some nice recognition from a few places. And I was off to the races. And I was really just doing it because it was a great creative outlet for me more than anything. Right, but yeah. it's also what what I love about it so much because, you know, as a marketer, this is something that I've uh, talked to clients about is like, it doesn't have to be about your absolute topic. What you, It can be just you. People like to know more yes. about a person they're dealing with than just, oh, they're an expert on. This is, this is their box and okay, got it. Where none of us, 
None of us have just this one thing. We right. we got a lot of gigs. We got a lot of different ideas, and we've all had different experiences. I love that you're doing this this way. You know, and I I, I love that idea there because you know I I like the idea of surprising people, but mostly myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think we can surprise ourselves all the time by trying things we haven't tried before. And then discovering that we might actually have a natural affinity for something or we might be good at something. And I think that's the coolest thing is self-discovery. But I think it's great to let everybody else in on that, too, if if they're interested. But it also helps people. I mean, so you know I'm all about kindness. And it also gives people a license, if you will, to be like, oh, you mean I can just talk about me and what I'm doing and share that with the world and that's okay? That's exactly right. The the best way, and and this is considered a a strength of mine in that I'm one of those people that people confide in, you know, they feel very comfortable talking about. And I constantly talk about the mark of a good leader is one that creates safe space. Safe space is what allows people to be themselves, to be vulnerable, and to try things and to not be afraid of failure. So when you share something vulnerable about yourself, you're you're creating safe space for the other person to also share something. So you're much better off, instead of asking somebody a personal question, which usually puts people on the defensive, you're better off sharing something personal about yourself, and they will respond in kind. I mean, that's generally the more effective way. And I see it even with the videos because like Ed versus bathrooms, I consider that my (laughs) Citizen Kane because it was me at my most personal, but at the same time, my most relatable. Right. And there's not a lot of things that you can hit that hit both of those things. But based on the feedback I got and the comments that came, and it was amazing to see how common my, my little phobias and observations about stuff were. And it just... It allowed people to feel comfortable, and then they they opened up, and then we kind of came together as a community. You know, it's like this is the stuff none of us talk about, but obviously in private, we're all dealing with the same <laughs> stuff, and it's comforting. There's yeah. comfort there. Yeah, and you all are going to have to watch it on YouTube. We're not going to give away everything about this. That's awesome right. If video. you go to if you go to bctv.com, you can actually watch all of it, or if you go to YouTube. And you type in Brown and Crouppen, Okay. you can go to all of our BCTV playlists, which we have one for the Adversus series, which is the one we've been talking about, but also Three Lawyers Eating Sandwiches, which is which is a fun <laughs> show to do. And that one is, we really love it because it features only locally owned sandwich type places, mostly here in St. Louis, but we've also done stuff in Kansas City because I love Kansas City. I spend a lot of time there. We have offices there also. They have great restaurants as well. You so, guys are so St. I mean, we are. thank you for that, yeah. right? Um, I myself am a big go St. Louis person. It's the same with what we do with TEDx is we only have people from our area on our stage. Not all TEDx's do it that way, but our feeling is, we know what St. Louis looks like on the news, and guess what? There's a lot of awesome here as well. There is, uh, I you know, and there's so much. The best parts of St. Louis, uh, in a lot of ways, are the stuff that's sort of under the radar, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't get talked about. I mean, we know the big stuff. I mean, I, I think the crown jewel in St. Louis, as far as park, the f- the fact that you have this incredible, beautiful plot of, of, of land, yes. the best zoo in the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, and I I'm. I've been to all of them. It's so true. It's it's my daughter and I have talked about it before. It's like 
you go to another zoo and you're like, uh, I'm like, I know it's the, the thing is, is we have St. Louis zoo. And so you go to other zoos and you're like, uh, yeah. we've got all the animals. Mm -hmm. We've got the good displays. And more importantly, we have the penguin house so that when we're there on a hot day in the summer, I have a place <laughs> that I can retreat to. Yep and just be perfectly comfortable. That's about the temperature that I think I was a penguin in another life. Ah. Because I think that's that's the climate that I think I would have been most comfortable well, in. Well, I saw you walk in and you didn't waddle, so. I, you know, that's, and that's new. <laughs> Normally I would waddle. You, for those who know me, I am a waddler, but uh, I, I was pretty smooth of gait A penguin today. In, a, in another life. And yeah. plus our zoo is free. It is. Everything in Forest Park is free. I mean, you can go to the art museum and it's a good art museum. Yes. You can go to the history museum. You know, you can you can sit in the last eight rows, I think, at the Muni still yep, without having so. to pay any yeah. money if you get there early enough. So, uh, yeah, that's the crown jewel. But, you know, we have a great food scene in mm -hmm. St. Louis, and it's really, like, emerging. I think we've got um, great barbecue, you know, that I think gets overlooked a lot. I mean, Kansas City's got amazing barbecue, and, right. and deservedly so. But I think as compared to places like Texas and Memphis or whatever, I, I'd put St. Louis up against any of them. Um, we've got good sports Oh my gosh, and great fans, exactly. You know, and our yeah, sports is really growing. Scene. We do. We have so many creatives in St. Louis. It is unbelievable. And then you've got like the Regional Arts Commission that is, you know, really dedicated to showing off the artists and and artists getting paid for what they do. And I just, I love what we do here with that. Absolutely, yeah. I've really gotten into the local art scene lately. It's just been a new thing that I've just kind of explored, discovered. Mm -hmm. um, I I went to um, an art exhibit. You know how they do Naughty Gras? Yeah, right, uh, right, right. Which is a really fun one <laughs> if you haven't been to it. It's it's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, it, was, it was just a few days before Valentine's Day. And of course, with Mardi Gras being then, it's sort of, uh, it touches on the erotic art, but a, a lot of other fun stuff. But I wound up finding a painting there that wasn't even an erotic painting, but it was, I, I fell in love with it. And I wound up connecting with the artist who did it. He's got a studio. If you haven't been to 31 Art on Hampton, uh, Jared Minnick is probably the most talented, I mean, I artist know, that I have Jared. seen. The stuff that he does is really, it, you can't look away from it. It's so creative. It's so interesting and, and bright and, and colorful. And he's great. And then through him, I've, I've connected with so many other local artists and I'm just blown away by how much talent there is in St. Louis. And of course, in doing the videos, I've connected with a lot of different studios and video production companies like Cool Fire, who yep. produces those yep. videos. They're awesome. And just every, every different studio I go into, and there's so many of them. They're phenomenal. I mean, this studio here, you should see the whole building. Oh my gosh, it's phenomenal. Shark City is like my home away from home. You know, I, we, it's beautiful here. You know, we've got the uh, St. Louis Filmmaker Showcase coming mm -hmm. up at the new High Point, you know, which has now been bought. And, I know. It, and uh, they're actually going to be showing Ed versus Bathrooms as part of their oh, film fun. showcase. Yes, on July 22nd, I believe, or sometime during the festival. Okay. I don't know exactly when. But, like, that's awesome. And I'm excited to see everybody's work. I just think that we have got a lot of great stuff going on in this town if people just pay attention. And f a lot of the chains, the food chains. You oh. know, it, it, I'm one of those people, it kills me that St. Louis Panera, Bread Company. Yeah, I'm me. with you. That's, that, is, that is a thing you know with all of us. We you know, don't why? like it. Why? No. Well, California Pizza Kitchen didn't take the California uh, out of New their York, name. New York, this and that. New York, this and that. And we why finally we had keep? something yeah. with St. Louis in it that people actually enjoyed instead of hearing about murder. 
And they yes. take the name St. Louis off of it so that they can go nationwide. I am so with you. It hurt my heart. And and my daughter, who she goes to school in Denver, and she was telling me, she goes, whenever I'm in Denver and I see people are like, oh, Panera, I'm like, no, it is St. Louis, Louis Bread Company. Bread Company. <laughs> and it always will be for us. I I can't get the P word. I can't get it out. I can't. I, it really bothers me. But, you know, we, we've we've also originated other chains I think we're so comfortable with. We don't even realize that they're Ooh, local. Tell me because like, I don't crazy think I know. Crazy Bowls and Wraps. You was know, that from here? It was. It was originally, oh. I think, called Bonsai Express. Um, oh, And right. I think that they thought that the name um, was a little misleading. Um, okay. Because it may be skewed more uh, Japanese. Right. And, of course, Crazy Bowls and Wraps. While there are flavors of of that uh, culture, it also incorporates a lot of others. Exactly. So they, they took on a, a more expansive, inclusive name. I didn't uh, know that. But was yeah, from they, here? that's that's from here. I believe Crushed Red is from here, and they're starting right. to get oh, very yeah. popular. Oh yeah, Crushed Red is from here. Sauce yes. on the side, I believe, is from here, and they're exploding with a lot of locations. High Point, uh, you know, they started with just the one High Point right. diner. They've got several, and now they also have the the smaller, like the drive-through kind of versions, the pop-up versions oh, of I High Point. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, and and we have a lot of places too that I wish they would even just put up a couple more locations because I think that their product is so good. But I think they take it so seriously that you know, like a lot of places, you worry about maintaining quality control if you have multiple locations. Oh but yeah, Max Local Eats. There's no reason why that couldn't be killing it in multiple locations. I've talked to the guy. I'm like, please. Put I mean, this If, put if this he everywhere. put one on Main Street in, in St. Charles, like in that new area where right. all the little places are, they would kill it. They would kill it there. And Nomad, which we have it on, on Tam Avenue in Dogtown. I don't know Nomad. No, oh, if you don't know Nomad. Okay, I better go. You've got to go. You know, get their double deuce. It's a hamburger, but it's topped in their house-made pastrami. Which is probably the best pastrami in all of St. Oh, Louis. Oh, God, that's a lot of meat. It is a good lot of meat. Good for us meat you, eaters. You know, it's good for you. It's, you know, nobody ever said, you know, meat, it's good for your muscles, good for I'm your a, strength. I'm a, I'm a hamburger lover. Yeah. So. Oh, well, then you, I'm sure you, <laughs> then you know Max. If you haven't been to Max for a burger, I have not been to Max. That. I've heard of it, but have not been. So I have to, like, make a list when you're you done gotta, here. You got to make a list. I have a, there are a few places we've gone to. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's gems in St. Louis, like, all over the place. We're a cool Saint, city. St. Louis Soup Dumplings out on Olive is okay. a, for those who know it, of course, it's always busy. So it has a cult following. But if you have not gone in there and had their soup dumplings, why are you even, I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're, what, what, you know, you, you lost the meaning of life. I've been to New York and Chinatown, of course. I'm from New York and I've had all the soup dumplings there. And I will put the St. Louis Soup Dumpling place, the quality of their soup dumplings against anything that you're going to find anywhere. Oh, I love it's hearing that. It's just that good. Wow. Yeah. Ed, I like feel like I have to hang out with you a lot more so I'm telling you can it's, I'll feed I mean, you. I love I love our city, but this is just like taking it up next level with this all is, the things just, you know. I love watching uh, people who are great at, at at something. Right. You know, I think we all kind of, right? We, right. we we're it's drawn fun. we're drawn to greatness. In almost any area, it's the reason why I think all the girls in high school go for the the guys that can play guitar, you know, because because <laughs> if they just want to listen to music, there's much better music on the radio. Right. But what you're drawn to there is you're just impressed on some level when you see somebody have a talent in any right. area. Right. You know, that's that's the part that gets you is, and that's why I think you're you're drawn to the passion. 
you see them doing it, you're drawn to the work ethic, the it passion, the expertise. It truly is. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've, I've had clients who have said, Mish, I chose you because of your passion for what you do. Yeah. Like we like, as a company, we just love, we love our clients. We love to market them. We love to figure out how to do things well. And, you know, and then you've got just dealing with social media, which is such a challenge in all of the platforms. You really want somebody that's got your back on a lot of these things. You do. And, you know, I was, social media has run in some waves. Yeah. Oh, when, yeah. It, when it first started, I think everybody was like, this is fabulous. Let's I'm going to find everybody I Yay, went to high school yes. with, reconnect. Right. And we did. And it was fun. So fun. And and it was generally positive because you wanted to see what your friends grew up to look like. Right. And you wanted to see if their kids look like the parents and all that what stuff. Are they and doing all this now? great, and, yeah. you know, efficient catching up, uh, efficient maintaining of relationships because it didn't take a lot of effort. But then. But then things got kind of ugly, I think, on, on social media as people got a little bit too comfortable with, with whether it's the, the, the distance or the anonymity. Right. And I think it did bring out a lot of cruelty, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like people um, – It so that hurt my heart so much when I started seeing this happening because I thought, okay, you're still talking to people. Just because you're behind a computer – does not mean there are not human beings that this is being put upon. Yeah. You know, there's it's this still human relationships here. And some people just felt like I can talk about anything. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think if people want to share things about themselves, they have every right to. I, you know, but let's it's not tough. attack it's it's there was the mean spirited. Th that's I the understand. Thing. Right. I understand the hey, I'm upset about this, and this is why I'm upset about it. Can can anybody please offer me some guidance or thoughts or you know what am I not seeing? What are my blind spots? Yeah. Kind of thing. And you know what worries me is 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 because I think there was a, a positive wave. I think that's out there in response to because I think it got very 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 negative at one yeah. point. So the where I didn't even want to go on it at all. Everything I read was just bothering me, depressing me, or angering me. And and then I think that there there was a wave toward you know better better feeling and what's odd is like i'm on tiktok constantly because how can you not be and i know it's a little and it, it's what's addictive. so strange is is that you see this full spectrum of your own human emotions i'll go through one video and it'll be one of those good news videos right and i'll find myself just crying and i'm like this is amazing they can show me a video for a minute and a half of somebody doing some act of kindness right. and i'm in tears or some puppy doing something so adorable that i can't even some guy feeding raccoons hot dogs and right. I am loving it, but it's making me emotional. And then like right on the heels of that, I'll see something on there that, that just will is, is a nonstop display of schadenfreude. You mm -hmm. know, all of us somehow taking a little bit of joy in other people's pain. Yes. And, and, and I'm guilty of it too, because I'll see like funny fall videos. And even though I'm in a business that knows how serious falls are and right. how devastating they right. can be, I don't know what it is. It's built into us. Uh, you know, it's, it's the reason why people laugh at the Three Stooges. But there is such a blurring of reality and 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 fantasy. It's, it's really needing to look at that because I can't. I got to say, I can't. I can't watch Falls and stuff yeah, because it, it, I'm just. I'm like, duh. You know, I, I where where I think a a lot of us need to go is is to understand that, that there's a human being. 
You know, I've talked about this before with um, even, you know, it's we, we think, oh, celebrities, we can just right. go off on them because they're celebrities and they've got so much money and fame and, you know, like. Of course, it hurts them when you of course, of and whenever you know. So I have a thing about asking people to be responsible clickers. <laughs> so click on the things that are not going to hurt someone else. And the, the like, just a silly um, example I give is you know when you see something like the top ten celebrities with cellulite, don't click on that. Just don't. Right. I mean, because that's it what continues. It, of course. This, you know, and I mean, that's, that's, first of all, it's just bait because they, you, yeah. they want you to get 70,000 advertisements in front of you exactly. during this, you know, trip down this, whatever you're doing. And it's, it, it's, that should not make you feel better about yourself that a celebrity has cellulite. Right. Although, you know, I think that, that, you know, there are people out there and I agree with you completely, but there are people that would say that there is some value in humanizing celebrity. Well, right. And, and I love and, the celebrities that do humanize themselves. Like, yeah. hey, look, I am not perfect. Here's, you know, right. in that picture, I'm perfect, but they airbrushed this and yeah. they did that. Mm -hmm. and didn't But they it's made different, of course, way. when it comes from the person choosing yes, to show that I side Yes, I love when celebrities choose to do that because it does help. I do believe that helps people because when you see the airbrush perfection, yeah. you know, they're that's not attainable. And and of course it absolutely hurts them. Most people if you're if you're going to push and go into the world of celebrity, you're either going to do it because you had a particular talent that was so above and beyond the, the normal person that you had no choice but to be thrust into right. that because we wanted to see greatness. Or you have people that hungered for it and worked for it really really bad and did whatever they had to do because there was a part of them that needed that attention. Right. And you know when you have a lot of people that need attention, I say they're the ones most vulnerable to that to that level of criticism. You know, I mean, they're there, they have a hunger for something and you're crapping all over them. Right. Um and you normally it's coming from people who haven't done anything uh like right. on their own. You know, that's it's a the, threat like, because there's, there's place, somebody really trying and I'm not right. trying. There's and, a, there's a place for respected for respectable criticism. I exactly. think I think it helps to give people perspective and to help understand the difference between something that's really well made and something that's maybe cheaply made. You know, and, and an expert eye can make a difference. But this idea that everybody is like entitled to their opinion and that all opinions count equally, I just don't subscribe to that at all. Especially when the opinions are truly hurting others. Yeah, and I, it's just that that's where I'm like, no, no, you should not be that mean spirited. Right. I'm right. Exactly. You're wrong. How could the value of, of some random person sharing their particular opinion, how can that somehow outweigh the emotional well-being of the person who they're offering an opinion about. Exactly. I mean, their opinion just doesn't really mean that much in the world. And yet, it can be very damaging to the person on the receiving end. So when you just compare the value of what they've given in their comment versus the damage that they've caused by their comment, there's simply no, no good rationale for it. Uh, that is probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. Thank you for that. Oh, that I, it just no, came to me. I love it. I love yeah. it. Absolutely. So let's, I got some fun questions. Oh, okay, for you. great. I but, love, I love fun tell questions. Tell everybody again. So bctv.com. Bctv.com. And of course, if you know, we are serious lawyers, and that's the other thing that's important. You, so, yes, absolutely. You know, we do free legal consultations all day, every day, unlimited amounts. If you have questions at getbc.com, which is our website, or 
you can call us in St. Louis, all twos. I didn't, I didn't quiz you. That was going to be my question to you. Is, <laughs> two, did you two, know two, it was all? T- two, just two, keep two, dialing two. a two until I answer. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, and you can go on YouTube to the Brown and Crouppen channel. And you can see what's great on there, too. You can see all of my videos, which is why you should be going. <laughs> and you can see the sandwich videos, so you can get great little sandwich, whole, you know, like gems, like Bubba's Deli. Oh, my God. Go get the meatball sandwich at Bubba's Deli. They're so wonderful. See, that's one of the questions um, I was going to ask you is, uh, which uh, sandwich uh, well, should we go get? I mean, now you gave one. I think you have to give uh, two more. Uh, well, okay. We, can, we know the hamburger. There are so we many great ones. Oh, everyone knows that my single favorite sandwich place in St. Louis, because I talk about it all the time, is Adriana's on the Hill. Okay. Every single thing about that experience is lovely. It's family run, and the family's right there behind the counter, and one's at the register, and one's whipping up meatballs, and one's got a pizza. And the food, every you can't make a mistake on the menu. You can close your eyes, blindfolded, use your finger, stick on it. Anything you get is going to be great. So that's my favorite. But I mean, for burgers, oh, we've got a we're a great burger city. We are a great burger. Oh, Ma- we do I have mean, great burgers. Max Local Eats. You get there's I'm one in there. Have to go there. Oh my God! Called the Lumberjack. It's got one beef patty, one pork patty, some bacon, some pepper jack cheese on a lard toasted bun. These people. Everything. Lard toasted bun. Yes. Oh my gosh, that sounds extravagant. It, it is, but you know what? <laughs> you forget that there was a time in this country no, where I'm, people I'm really had lard. delicious food. I'm, I'm and all for we've that. sacrificed some of that in the name of good health, but I'm not suggesting you eat one of these every day. No, this is a treat. This day. is a treat. This is like a, a Friday afternoon once a week. You're going to go and do that. I've told you St. Louis soup dumplings for the soup dumplings. That's my favorite. Uh, and I would also say amongst chains. I'll give you a chain if you haven't tried it yet. St. Louis Kalachi. And I haven't been there. Let me tell you, it's wonderful. A good friend of mine and a former uh, longtime uh, director at our firm actually retired from or resigned from the firm after doing IT work for 20 plus years and opened a St. Louis Kalachi location down in Arnold. Okay. But there are several all over town. Right, I've seen them. And they're almost, they're like little buns. They're like an enclosed slider. They're about the size of a slider, but they're they're enclosed. They're they're baked buns filled with the most delicious stuff. And they were smart enough to partner with places like Pappy's, which is a St. Louis institution. Yes, right. And you can get like a pulled pork Kalachi. And it's a slider. It's enclosed. They're so neat to eat. And if you order a bunch of them, you can get them super fast on like DoorDash. You wrap it in paper towel, put it in the microwave 30 seconds. And normally I don't recommend the microwave. 30 seconds with okay. paper towel around it, it brings it back to its freshest, most delicious life. Ooh. And yeah, and pff, good, good point. I eat those all day long. All right. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Breakfast ones, lunch ones, dessert ones. Oh, <laughs> I think I'll be going to there Kalachi for lunch. Kalachi everything. <laughs> yes, St. Louis Kalachi. Well, how about, okay, so Emmy Award winner. Where, where, where? Where does the Emmy, where does, do you have more than one? I have, yes. I've where actually, do they live? Do you have a special uh, spot or I, are they I, tucked I, away I, in No, corner? I just have them on the dresser. Um, and uh, yeah, I've I've been lucky in that because on my videos, I do a lot of the different disciplines in it. Okay. Um, so it gives me an opportunity to to submit and, and have a lot of chances to win. So I, I've actually won nine of them. Wow, um, awesome. Two for performing, two for writing, one for editing and for producing. Um, And so that's, you know, listen, I never, I would have expected that in my life as a lawyer. Um, 
But at the same time, I always had a you know a little bit of a hunger for that. I don't think you can go into law, especially litigation, right, and not have some part of you that feels comfortable as a performer, because going into a courtroom and having to connect with a jury. That's why people said to me, uh, Mish, they said, "What do these videos say to the public about your abilities as a lawyer?" And I said, "What it what it." Sh- tells them is this, and I will I will tell the public this, and this is the truth, and anyone that tells you otherwise is not really either being honest with you or they haven't thought about it. But at the end of the day, in a jury trial, the jury is going to go with whichever side they connect with, the side that they like. Right. You know, and so if you're looking for a quality and attorney, what you really want from them is somebody who's extremely genuine and extremely likable. Because if you put that in front of a jury, I get it. That is, that's what the jury connects with, and you can't fake it. But if you happen to have those qualities, you're going to make a very good attorney because people are going to want to listen to you. You're not going to waste their time. You're going to keep things light when you need to, but you're going to be straight with them. And so I think the videos, those show those qualities, and I think you know people on some level connect in their head. If, 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 if somebody is sitting here watching this guy talk about bathrooms for 10 plus minutes and they're captivated, and, <laughs> right. and many were, you can imagine what they can do in front of a jury, you know, in getting them to, to understand things, to see things. Right. And well, there's ultimately so, agree with you. I feel like as well, there's a lot of compassion yes. with people that, and that if you're willing to be authentic and not just put on some fake whatever, because people, not everybody, but most people see through it. Right. People have it. I can promise you they do because we focus group tons of commercials from our competitors and ourselves. And the first thing that every focus group talks about is whether or not they believe that what was in the ad was BS or if it was legit. Yeah. It's the first question they, they yeah. try to come up I, with. I, I feel kind of offended sometimes when I see some advertisement that I'm like, oh, please. Do you think I'm a dingbat? I was born yesterday. I mean, I find myself saying that more often than I wish yeah. about things because it's just, it's, you know, especially things that are kind of forced. And then we even have shows where I feel like they're kind of forced, you know, there's, yeah. there's a sh- I'm not going to mention the show because I didn't watch enough of it. I don't want anybody to talk about it, but, <laughs> but it was just, I felt like all of a sudden they were like, oh, let's just have this person be a lesbian and this person be a transgender and bring on all this diversity. And I was like, this is so forced. This doesn't feel authentic are genuine, are coming from the heart. This feels like, oh, I think we're supposed to do this, so let's go do it. Yeah, but you know, but sometimes as a society, you have to fake it till you make it a little bit. I mean, there's, right. there is a I'll place. There grace. is a place for that. I will a little give bit, them a little grace. bit of grace. At least there's an effort. But when it can be done authentically, that's the best. It's incredible to see. That sing. makes us all. You know? Yeah, we're much. We were talking about Ted, Ted Lasso. Lasso. Yeah, I best, mean, best show in history. If you haven't seen it, you're you're depriving yourself of absolutely. one of the great loving, joys. kind, positive. I think it's it is a it is a show ultimately about influence. And I think it knew that from day one because, you know, the opening credits are Ted is in the stadium. He sits down on a blue chair or red chair, whichever, I think a blue chair. Mm -hmm. And they all start to turn color all around him, emanating from him. So right from the beginning, it's about influence. How if you can take one person who's kind and patient and really demonstrates the qualities that we all aspire to if we're good people, 
and you see how it impacts every single character that he comes across, and not just his influence, but parental influence, because right. so many of the characters on the show, we delve into their their fathers mostly, yes. and on occasion their mothers, but mostly it's about the father's influence. And that's the central theme of the show, even though ostensibly it's about football. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it really is. It's a show about friendship. It's a show about forgiveness, le legitimate forgiveness, yes. real forgiveness. Yes, and 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 friendship. And I'd, I've never had a tattoo in my life, and I won't show it to your, to your stuff, but the only, I'll show it to you later if you want to see it. <laughs> uh, the only tattoo, I've never had one, but I was compelled to have a Ted Lasso-related tattoo Oh my gosh, my that's body. awesome. So, yeah. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, great. If you haven't, seriously, do yourself a favor and give it a few episodes. The first episode or two, you're going to think, this is just some kind of formulaic sports comedy. No, but it isn't. By the third episode, you realize that they're doing something far more special here, and then just just go on the journey after that because you're not going to be able will to stop. Fall in love. You yes. will fall in love with every single person. Yes, you will. It's you really the, will. Yeah, you just do. Um, okay, so then kindness. You've yes. done a lot of kindness already, but let's let's just give another example of, you know, something kindness you've witnessed, received, given, just a top of mind kindness. You know, I, I think I think it's how you just present yourself in the world. I think giving people uh, being extremely generous in your assumptions. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will tell me that Ed, you're you're so gullible, you get taken advantage of and stuff. And I'm like, no, no, no. I, I've deliberately chosen to live my life giving people the benefit of the doubt and showing mm -hmm. grace as much as I can. And I am fully cognizant of the fact that I will come across people who take advantage of that fact. I'm with you. And that's okay. Because, mm -hmm. the, you know, I, I had a coach a while back who really just reinforced in my head. He said, Ed, you're 100% responsible for the things that you say, for the things that you do, for how you react to things, and for how you respond to things. But everybody else is 100% responsible for what they yes. say, for what they do, for how they react, and for how they respond. And when a person opens their mouth, they're not telling you anything about you. They're telling you something about themselves. No matter what it is that they're saying, they're revealing something about themselves. And I really internalize that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the first step in kindness is you have to figure out what your mindset is going to be in life. What are the filters you're going to have to give grace? Yes. And the more that you're able to do that, the less things bother you, and then you show up to everything a lot better, in a better spirit. And I'm not perfect, believe me. I, I, But I'm one of those people that if I do have a bad day, I have three days of guilt after that bad day because I think, I hope to God I didn't hurt that person's feelings. I hope that I didn't create a memory that they're going to have that's a negative one. Because I think, I mean, honestly, when we look at our lives, you know, we live so many days. How many of them do you really have a clear memory of? And unfortunately, right. you look back on your childhood, almost every memory you have is almost a core memory. Because the reason you remembered it is, is because of the emotion you connected with it. And exactly. unfortunately, we remember our hurts so clearly. And they leave such a mark on us, you know, every time that we're heartbroken or, or deeply insulted by somebody, you know, they really get us where we, where we live. And it's a terrible fear of mine that something that I might do or say might create that kind of a memory in somebody else's memory bank. Mm, you're you know? not creating any bad memories for me right now. Oh, well, You've been good. amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy from Cool Fire for introducing yeah. us. That was his kindness to this. I I, I, I may have to say I've, this has been an amazing 
chat with you. I've enjoyed it very much. I, I just tr- felt like a regular conversation. Yeah, we well, could have that's, been having coffee. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be. It's just getting to know amazing people that are just kind, that are out there being kind. So thank yeah. you for that, Ed. Well, I, I appreciate you doing this. I, I think that this is the world needs as much of it as possible. Yeah, you know, it's, my it's little, all it's all little corner of a podcast, but it's you know, a I happy tell podcast. People, if you want to change the world, you know, right? You to the extent that you can change the universe that you live in. You know, yes. that's how we run the law firm. Andy and I, Andy Krupp and my partner, uh, we always say we just want to build the culture that we ourselves would want to live exactly. in. Exactly. And we can't fix everything, but we can make sure in the four corners of our office, it's paradise to work in, to breathe in, to feel appreciated in. And we figure if that's all we get to control, then let's control that. And if everybody kind of did the same, maybe it would. I love it. You know? Thank you. Thank you to you and Brown and Crouppen and all the amazing places I have to go eat now. Yes. Oh, no. I'm going (laughs) to fatten you up. I'm going to make myself a list. (laughs) I'm going to just check those off. Well, thank you, Ed, so much Thanks for having me. Thank you. And everybody out there, you've been listening to Mishmash. So go be kind. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.